0: I, uh, I'm definitely thankful for all the, the deals that I have, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong, but I'd still be racing if I didn't have them. You know, I, I really enjoy doing this and helping people. Yeah. That could be why I have the, the deals that I have and I'm thankful for them. You know, I, I just enjoy racing.
1: This is Alex Sturgeon, Hobbytown Hobbyplex. as with me as always. Will Brinton. And uh, we're here to talk about some stuff today that came down. Oh, we got to mention our main sponsor, sponsored by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. If you mention this show, as you're getting yourself a home loan or refinance, uh, you can get $500 off your closing cost or 0.125 off your interest rate. It's a pretty awesome deal that we've had going on uh, since January so far. And they've stuck with us, even though we've tried to screw it up numerous times.
0: what's new
1: dude boy do we got some stuff to talk about today yeah we sure do we should just get into it here's some hobby news we don't get uh we haven't had too much hobby news lately because uh, a lot of the races have been canceled and there really hasn't been any you know huge new products or anything like that but then all of a sudden today there is a press release and it says that horizon hobby has acquired proline
0: yeah i saw that too what what's your opinion on that man well you know
1: i'm i'm looking at it and uh proline's been around since before i got into rc so uh, you know i remember buying uh, proline tires off the shelf at at even before there were hobby towns in omaha really yeah and yeah. uh you know i've been reading kind of the kind of the reaction to that on, on Facebook, um, in the comments. And some people are, are like really worried about it. Some people are really happy about it. Uh, there's a lot of questions now as to, will it affect your team LOSI team since this is an actual, like, like buyout uh, if I I read this right. So well,
0: to to me, it looked like kind of like the deal with LOSI getting bought. In my opinion, what it looks like is, you know, they just own it now they're still going to operate independently out of their, their, the same business. Yeah. So what I think that this looks like is, so how many times has ProLine released a truck, a conversion kit, an RC car of some kind, and uh, you know, it sells really well. And then it's kind of like, they, they kind of stop making them. So to me, that, that seems like a test. To see if they could test the market to see if this would be successful. So, what I could see this being is a Proline RC car, Proline shocks, Proline tires, Proline body, Spectrum electronics, dynamite, like uh, ESC, whatever, and uh, having a higher quality or like a high quality ready to run could be like another brand, like Proline, you know, is a RC car company. And you know, because how they've had accessories like is like complete shock packages mm-hmm. for crawlers, uh things like that. So to me, that's what I could see coming out of this is uh another RC car line. Yeah. Like a brand of RC car ready to runs. I could see
1: that. So they already own Arma. So Arma's got uh the four they're basically their four wheel drive ready to runs. ECX line has been their two-wheel drive ready to runs. So I could see that I could see them using say like what's their um, what's their four by four truck, the pro four. Is that what they call it? Pro four MT. I think that's the monster truck. Pro lines truck. I could see that going into a ready to run. You give it, yeah, you give it decent electronics and stuff.
0: Yeah, I could too. That's, that's kind of what the, like when I saw that it was like, well, okay, this kind of makes sense. Maybe they just didn't have the cash flow to support um, an endeavor like this. Um, they could, you know, say, Hey, we've done this before. This is what the, the numbers we showed on ready to run product lines with, uh, you know, this, you know, this truck and the sales were good. And, you know, would you be interested in going down this road? And I don't know if this is true or not, or anything I could be totally wrong, but this is just my, what, what I saw could happen. And I mean, I think that would be kind of, kind of neat if they did that. Like I mean, like an RTR drag car. An RTR. Yeah. An RTR drag car, or, you know, they could do a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah. You know, any, any consumables that a hobby shop is going to uh, sell. Yeah. You have to look at the top 100 items that a hobby shop sells and try to fill that category. Yeah. consumables and like glues and tires and bodies and, you know, screws, bearings. I don't know. I mean. You, there's things like that. Yeah, body clips. You know that that's where the high volume, uh, low margin stuff is.
1: And then you've got Horizon Hobby being the sole distributor for Proline. Yeah, because right now you can get them from anywhere, everywhere. Like A Main usually gets Proline stuff before anybody does. So that's I usually back order brand new stuff at A Main first.
0: Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that like the race team would probably operate independently from everything else. So yeah, I don't see them trying to to change that. I don't think that that would happen. I really don't. I think the
1: lower end guys though will benefit knowing that they can get proline tires through their horizon account now. Yeah. Like I could see that. That was one of the big things when I was early on, when I was, when I was on TLR was low C tires, you know, I used to, I used to love getting, you know, green BK bars, green BK, uh, or no, the X patterns when they were out. If mark pins, taper pins, and taper pins. Yeah, I mean that was always a real benefit of being on that team. And then poof, they were gone. So maybe now the team will have access to that side of it. And knowing how those contracts look, I I bet you the the fifty and the seventy five, the, the the team one, maybe team two guys, they might. I wouldn't say forced to use it, but they might. It might be highly encouraged for them to just use the Proline tire from then on. But I think the higher end guys, like Dakota fen they've got individual contracts. It doesn't really work like that with them.
0: Yeah, I don't think that any of that would apply to that. Like, I just, I don't see it. Like I said, you know, they're still, like, the way I read the article is they're still going to operate out of, you know, their same, what's the play at California Band? Beaumont? What's in Beaumont? I think they're in Beaumont,
1: Uh, wherever that's at. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah well they're still going to operate out of their own facility so yeah. oh yeah I don't, I don't i don't see like race team management changing because isn't there uh race team manager Gord? is it i don't know i have no idea no i clue. thought it was but i could be wrong i know test are heavily involved i know
1: matt i think he's not necessarily any on the team thing he's more of a
0: behind the scenes right guy i mean it's definitely a big Big news story, but I mean, what do you, what do you th- see happening? Um, mean, what do you think it means?
1: With the way things are right now with every, a lot of stuff being out of stock in a lot of places, I think confining shipments of product to one distributor is probably a good thing. There's also probably a cash flow thing going on. I think Verizon yeah. hobby is actually in a pretty good place. It seems like, and I'm not saying Proline wasn't, but maybe Proline really needed that to up their manufacturing level.
0: And who's not to say they were affected by, uh, uh, tower, uh, going out of business. Right. And then I don't know if LRP was a distributor of theirs in the UK, but yeah. I mean, if they were, when they went out of business, they could have been affected too yeah. by that. So maybe COVID had something that, you know, maybe those two things, like they were going to, you know, make it through and then, uh, less racing happening affected it more. I have no idea. This could have been a, a deal a long time in the works too. Yeah. You never know. Like it, it's, it's hard to, make assumptions over a, over a business that big. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't know. I think that a lot of the skies falling
1: people said the same thing when TLR got bought by horizon hobby. Yeah. None of that really came true. <laughs> sure. You know, I mean, everybody was still able to get stuff. They still came out with new products. You know, they innovated, Um, you know, the eight, the eight came out under the horizon hobby watch. So yeah, and, you know, there's been new stuff. I'm on YouTube looking at the comments. So what do the comments look like? Uh, we got a couple. We're going to get to those a little bit later. Um, oh, I don't know if they're commenting on what we were talking oh, about. Talking about what we got a little bit too. Uh, Jerry Doherty's like, I hope it doesn't disrupt the quality of pro line. And, uh, and then while I was talking about the TLR tires, he's like, Lucy doesn't make tires anymore. Do they? Question mark, question mark, question mark,
0: question mark. Oh no, they don't.
1: Yeah, they don't. I mean, they do, but they're only for the ready to runs and they don't really, it's not like a awesome compound or anything.
0: They're not low C red. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're like they definitely some, are not or low C red. China.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I it definitely caught me off guard. It's definitely big news. Probably the biggest news we've had so far, probably this year. Don't you think it's a big one? That's a big one. That's a, it's going to be, uh, when I'm thinking about like uh, the giveaways that we do and stuff, I kind of separate out horizon hobby from everybody else. Well, now that pro lines underneath horizon hobby, Will it be harder to get hold of people to get stuff for our events or will it be easier? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what that looks like. Yeah. And honestly, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you don't. It's tough. <laughs>
1: Sucks sometimes because you want to come through. I'm sure you want yeah, to come through and you happy.
0: You go up to a business hat in hand. Um, sir, can we please have some stuff to give away?
1: Please, please. Can we have some more. Just a t-shirt, sir. Just a t-shirt. Would you please buy this pencil?
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You're like one of those guys at the airport. It's like, (laughs) you like like just go there when you have a note that says, um, I'm, I'm deaf and, uh, please, please buy these stickers for, for, for our race coming up. And you just don't say anything.
1: Yeah. That's that's uh, never happened to me, but those guys I like to kill in uh, um, red dead. I always like yeah. to find, I like to find the fake, the fake beggar that's blind. Mm-hmm. There's a, have you played, you played that, haven't you? Nope. Oh,
0: really? <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, dude. no, i never so played Red it. Dead,
1: Red Dead, you can, when you get to the St. Denis, you can, you can walk by and there's a, ba- there's a couple of different beggars there and one of them is supposedly blind, but he's not. And so if you mm-hmm. like pull out your gun and point it at him, all of a sudden he's like, Hey, wait a second, wait a second. I would shoot that guy. Yeah. The other one, if he, if he doesn't know what's going on, then I, I let him go because That'd be mean. Mm-hmm. But the faker, I'll kill the faker. It's not real anyways. So Who cares? So the YouTubers I've noticed are already on it. Traxxas just released a new vehicle today. Did you see that? Oh, really? It's called the Traxxas. Get ready. You ready? It's called the Traxxas Haas. H-O-S-S. <laughs> That's cool. It's the Haas. The Boss Haas? The Boss Haas. It's uh, it's interesting. It's basically what it, to me what it looks like is a Stampede four by four with the Rustler shock towers and that no body clip system, mm-hmm. like the the new Max has, and the T Max or not T Max, geez, X Max, mm-hmm. and then uh, they got these big tires that they
0: call Sledgehammer, which is kind of Ooh. a throwback to the old, uh, right? Whenever whenever I hear something like. Named a sledgehammer. I always think a Napoleon dynamite. <laughs> it's a sledgehammer. <laughs> Took that off of your sweet jobs. <laughs>
1: I call this a sledgehammer. And uh, so, yeah, so it's got, it's got uh, the new setup for, for no body clips. And then it's got the, it's got a different motor in it. And it kind of looks like the motor that's in the max, the right, the M A X X. They're just the, the max is what it looks like. Max to me. Max? So it's got more power than a, than a sta- regular stampede and even rustler four by four, but it's the size of like, it'll be the size of a stampede four by four. Is this like a drag car? Or no, that's a monster truck.
0: Monster truck. But it's, okay. but so
1: if you, I bet you, if you put them right next to one another, you've got, you've got, uh, the rustler four by four, which would be this height. And then you've got the Haas, which is going to be this height. And then the max, which is going to mm-hmm. be this height, And then the X max, which is this height. Oh, that's cool. Collect like, the whole set. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it's going to be like <laughs> 479 or something similar to that. Maybe 459. I guess, uh, I guess we'll know when we actually get it. And then I, I bet you, I bet you that we get this truck Thursday as uh, at least one of them as one of those early release things where they want people to like touch it and stuff. Yeah. So if we do Thursday or Friday, there'll definitely be an unboxing very quickly. On that, yeah, it'd be cool because I like to be the I like to actually have it in my hands and and get it up on YouTube as quickly as possible. So, yeah, I'll have to check it out. So that that dropped today too. So you have the Proline acquisition from from Horizon Hobby, and then you've got this new truck from from Traxxas. We haven't seen anything new, really, from anybody in a, in a while. It's not, and it's not. Yeah. It's the same kind of Traxxas deal. It's not totally new because they're kind of reusing. A chassis they already have, and a front and rear end they already have. I think the diffs, I think the drive line in this truck, from what I remember in the pictures, because I studied it today, because I knew I was going to talk about it. I think they're they're either the diffs that are in the Max, so maybe that is different. They're either the diffs that are in the Max, or there's some sort of new um, HD version. And I know that they're using the HD uh, drives and stuff that are on the Rustler via the Rustler four x four. So this the the slash. 4x4 and the Stampede 4x4 use the standard, the part number 6851, 6852X. And then the Rustler 4x4 uses 6851 and 6852A. And if you put them right next to one another, the A's are thicker. They're just like a thicker material. And I know for sure that those come on there. So that's cool. In a way, that's a good thing because a hobby shop, especially a hobby shop like ours with the business that we do and the amount of stuff we have, it, it really stinks when a, when a company fully turns around something comes out totally new, no parts are interchangeable with anything. Yeah. Because then we have to find shelf space for it. You can't, you can't have a car and not have the parts. Right. So then you have to find a place to put all these new parts. It usually takes up, you know, at least, at least a panel or two sometimes, yeah. You know, I mean, so how, how happy
0: would you be if you bought like a whole nother vehicle and it shared the, like some of the parts from your old car? Right. And that's that's what the slash was. Yeah, exactly. The slash was just it has
1: the same front and rear end as a, as a rustler and, and, a, and a stampede. For the most part, the arms are different length. But
0: other than that, it was the same transmissions. Dude, they have had that same basic platform for like 15 years now, haven't they? Longer than that. Yeah. Longer than that. Dude, I bought my, like step- it's been this. I brought my stepbrother, a, a a rustler
1: kit in like 1996 or something crazy like that and built mm-hmm. it for him for his, well, I didn't buy it. I think my dad bought it and then I put it together for him, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was uh, mid nineties. The rustler has been around since even before that. I was actually going through some old magazines the other day and, and I saw ads for the rustler and I'm like, wow. This thing's been around forever.
0: But, but I mean, they kind of updated them with the gray plastic and stuff like yeah, in the, like 2005. Yeah, they did. But it's been like, it's been like that same. You could go and take that car from 2005 and slap brand new arms on it yeah. off the shelf. Oh a yeah. Brand new one. And yep. it fit.
1: Yeah. And th- they updated the internal gears, but they're, they're the same. They're the same gears are just made out of metal now.
0: Yeah. Could you imagine like, okay, so l- let's say your stepbrother or somebody bought one of those then they pull it out like, I just didn't fix it. It needed an A-arm or something. Mm-hmm. And they go to the hobby shop and they have it right. for a 15-year-old car. We see that a lot.
1: Dude, that's like unheard of. This COVID thing, we saw that all the time this spring. People were bringing in uh, really old rustlers. And one of the best way that you can tell, the really old rustlers used the little, the little slipper pegs. And mm-hmm. the slipper and the, the spur gears were white. Yeah. And we right. still carry those spur gears. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with an RC-10.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: You can't do that with an RC-10B2. You, def- you can't do it with an RC-10B3. You can kind of do it with an RC-10B4. There's still some parts lingering around for that. You definitely can't do it with any old Losi car. Horizon Hobby got rid of that stuff.
0: So from a basher or like a, somebody that's just going to play perspective, like yeah. that's pretty badass. I know. And it's, like I said, it's good for us too
1: because we don't have to find all new shelf space for stuff.
0: The thing yeah. is so the guy that has that has that they're gonna ha they're having an overall good experience mm, yeah you cool. know like yeah. they don't have to rebuy stuff and buy an, you know oh we don't have that anymore and that that's for the basher you know yeah. racing's entirely different we're not racing stuff that's necessarily gonna be uh something that we're worried about being able to get parts for in three years, yeah you know that'll never happen yeah. and why would we care? We sell our cars. We're, before we're, that. We're, yeah. We're going faster. Like, yeah. you know, we look at stuff like that. So it's kind of like the guy that's beating something up and down the street, you know, and something that's going to be going to handle a little better doesn't really add any value. Right. So there's that. Those are the two big deals
1: that came down today. Why don't, uh, why don't we take a moment to, uh, listen to our sponsor and when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll talk about this weekend's racing and uh, stuff going forward. Here's a uh, David Olson and, and, or Don Zoller uh, talking about pivot lending.
0: And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah.
1: This is a pivot lending update with David Olson and
2: Don Zoller. Get some.
3: Okay. This is uh, David Olson with pivot lending. And I'm here with Don Zoller. Also with pivot lending here in Omaha. And supports our Nebraska operations, Iowa operations. So with the tax law changes, I want to kind of get into writing off interest on your mortgage. I know for years and years and years that was appealing and probably uh, had most folks gravitating towards a home purchase so it was picking up the write-off on your schedule A for the interest uh, in 2000. 18, that changed to a higher general deduction. You can still write your interest off, but they took away the non-reimbursed business expense piece in the Schedule A. So it's tougher to, uh, as a joint couple, and Stacy, my wife and I fall into this, um, without the non-reimbursed business expenses, we're better off taking the 24,400 as a joint couple. So we're no longer writing off our mortgage interest. So uh, we're looking for ways to have the highest possible return on investment for somebody that's a homeowner or thinking about homeowning. I I know just kind of watching the market shift around with rates, uh, you know, 15-year rates being in the twos now, 26 years, I've never seen this. And I, I think besides your standard purchase transaction, in your standard refinance transaction of just dropping a, you know, potentially 30 year into another 30 year with a lower rate and throwing out the idea of writing off your mortgage interest because you're taking the standard deduction single is 18,350. Let's talk about a few benefits. So, and, and Don, I'll let you kind of kick off the possibility of somebody refinancing out of a higher term to note. So let's just say if you're, you're on a 20, 25 year, 27, 30 year mortgage right now, is it possible to get down to that 15 range and with the same payment using that two and a half, 275, 2875 interest rate?
2: Well, obviously, like you said, Dave, um, in the past, the idea was to keep that mortgage so that you have that interest write off on your taxes, since that's not really applicable anymore for most people with the the higher deductions. The idea now is to go ahead and get that mortgage paid off as quickly as possible so that you get to the point where you can retire and not have a house payment. Rates are ridiculously low right now. Obviously if you're in a 30 year, you can a lot of times go to a 15 year right now, pay it off that much faster. And you're looking at pretty close to the same payment as you're paying right now on a 30 year. So a lot of people in a 30 year are in the, fours or high threes, you can get down in two, two and a half, 2.625 on a 15 year. And you're not really changing your payment a whole lot, but you're knocking about 15 years off the life of your loans.
3: And is it safe to say the higher the balance on the mortgage, the more sense it makes to even look at this just because Absolutely. of yeah, the interest has such a larger impact. So for example, if you had a $50,000 mortgage or a $300,000 mortgage, you're going to see a significant advantage on that three hundred thousand just based on the the amount you're paying on a monthly payment on that higher amount.
2: and if you don't think you can pull off the fifteen year you can drop to a twenty two 20 rates are great too. So. yeah,
3: yeah, totally. So the play is to uh, for for most of us and not all of us, but most of us are taking the standard deduction now. there's the you know single is eighteen three fifty and joint is twenty four thousand four hundred. Uh, in, right in lieu of the interest write-off. So the idea is to try to get your your loan down into that 15-year payoff range. Don can run any type or, or multiple scenarios for anybody that's listening, uh, no obligation as far as credit pulls or application, just give Don a call.
2: My phone number is 402-715-9082.
3: Those out there wanting to pay their mortgage off a little bit quicker, make sure you give Don a call, y'all. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS
1: 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. We return
0: you now to your regularly scheduled program.
1: Why don't we talk about some race results?
2: The winner is...
1: Man, uh, we just keep knocking out good club races, dude. It's it's making my heart happy. Um, A couple years ago, it was tough to get people to come out and race and it was a struggle and it's not been a struggle like I said before I think the pandemic thing's kind of you know when we when we were shut down for a couple of months I think it kind of reminded people
0: oh yeah how many new people did we get from carpet that just kept racing you know yeah. and uh you know how many people do we have coming every week now you know like just because it, our core group is has expanded I, I know
1: uh, like Wade Garen and his kids uh they're pretty much regulars now um, the, yeah. Noon, the Noonans are, there's flock of them. So there's, there's dad, two kids and a grandpa, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they race carpet. Um, I didn't really see them much on the dirt before that. And they're, they're trying mm-hmm. to come every week. There's been some guys that have been gone like Dustin Hosick and, 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 uh, Derek Wood. And then they're back. Mm-hmm. They've been coming almost every week now. Yeah. So I can think of many more. There's some that haven't come back yet because I think, I think they don't want to be around people yet they're not comfortable you know which is totally fine but still for club racing a 40 to 60 entry count is pretty pretty nice because it's not an overwhelming amount of heats so the day doesn't drag on Mm -hmm. and we're able to get in you know good races plus all the heats are full so you don't have to worry too much about corner marshals and all that other stuff that was going on
0: and kind of splitting up Plex spec and, or family Friday and then race day, you know? Yeah. It kind of makes it like where we still have a hundred entry weekend.
1: Yeah. Thing. This Friday we were a little low. There was only uh 25 entries on Friday night total. But it's still, pretty still good. there was, there was, there was basically two heats of Plex and then he put all of them together in the main. Some of them went home. That happens with beginners that a lot of them won't stick around for the main. They'll leave early. Yeah. But that's fine. They're only paying five bucks and a lot of them, they don't plan on staying. So they just... They don't care. So 61 entries. We had 35 people, 35 drivers. We had a lower main in expert stock and mod buggy. I think we had, I think we had 15 cars each in one of those. Nice. So it's, yeah, it was great. So in stock buggy, Max Doherty uh, qualified dead last, but him and Jason herbal ended up winning and getting the bump uh, to the A main of expert. And then mod buggy, B main was Mac Vanderbeek. This is how, this is how the grid was. Okay. (laughs) Mac Vanderbeek, Emerson Sturgeon, Owen Vanderbeek, Alex Sturgeon and Jackson Anderson. (laughs) So it was a Mac. It was a Vanderbeek versus Sturgeon duel to the death. Mm -hmm. And uh, the dads, the dads ended up winning the day. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) So Emerson probably had a shot to take me out and take over the final bump spot. But he crashed too much. And uh, I ended up getting around both of them. Emerson was talking crap before this, telling me how he's going to take me out and all this stuff. And I'm like, if you take me out, dude, I'm totally taking you out. I'll wait on the track and take you out. And uh, mm-hmm. he didn't get the chance. Owen was close to me for a little while. Basically in this one, the patience won out over the aggression. So there you go. So Mac and me both made the bump. Plex beginner. We had, uh, we had four entries. There was a couple guys that were, that were missing in that one, but Hunter Jackson's brother ended up winning Plex And then Eli Vanderbeek got second. Nice. And then we had a couple of brand new people, um, Harrison Hinky and Lucian Dingwell that, uh, they progressed throughout the day. They started off, you know, I think Harrison started off with six laps by the main, he got eight. Same thing with Lucian. Yeah. I think he only got like two or three laps. Actually his first race, he broke. And then, uh, he finished the main, got fifth. So he's doing really good.
0: That's cool. Like, you know, that's all you can really ask for. It's some of the first time you're racing. You just got to improve every time. Yeah. And that's kind of your race. You know,
1: I kind of mentioned on the mic that Hunter Anderson's probably getting pretty close to bumping up to independent buggy. And he started yeah. flipping out about that. He's like, he's like, uh, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not saying now, but at some point, I think you're fast enough. You you're starting to get fast enough to race an independent buggy. We had three stock trucks come out. It was Ashley McCormick, Raven Barton, T. J. Williams. Raven had something for Ashley today, or Saturday. She had one, I think, one crash that dropped her back enough to where Ashley just had to make sure he didn't make any big mistakes. But Raven was pretty fast with her truck. Um, she's, good. she's driving that X-ray truck, so it's got that big that body that kind of sticks over the front nose. Mm-hmm. A lot kind of looks kind of weird, but works. So whatever. Yeah. TJ, TJ did good. He finished third, but I mean, another 14 lap run for TJ in his truck. I think trucks probably his strongest class. I think I've said that before on here. So mod four wheel drive, we had, uh, Alex Vanderbeek came out. The whole Vanderbeek crew came out for another good club race. Alex kind of, I wouldn't say own this one, but it was, it was close. And it, it was far enough apart where, he could still probably make a bobble or two and, and he wouldn't gotten caught. But I will say that uh Aiden Olson probably was fast enough to really pressure him if he just he's just gotta limit those mistakes here and there. Yeah. He'll have like three epic laps and then followed by one bad lap. And then he'll mm-hmm. have a couple more epic laps and then one bad lap again. Not necessarily a crash, but like a you know, gather it back up, missed missed a line or something like that, you know. And then yeah. uh Ethan Delaire got a third. And he was only three seconds behind Aiden. Uh, Mitchell Pavel got fourth. Derek Wood got fifth. And uh, Brian Cox, race mod, uh, four-wheel drive, and got sixth. So it was a pretty good day. Full heat. That's always what you want. I was thinking about putting a mod in my four-wheel drive and trying that next week. But then I started thinking about the tires and how I'm trying to save my tires for the next summer series race. So I might not run my four-wheel drive at all. It has nothing to do with the fact that I got beat either <laughs> oh yeah you got the i wasn't there so the race after that was 13.5 four-wheel drive yours truly tq'd however uh his main was i left a lot to be desired out there i was really trying to stretch a set of tires yeah and uh boy for some i ran <laughs> Boy, <laughs> again i am not an engineer
0: Attention, Hobbyplex podcast listeners. This is a friendly reminder that
2: host Alex Sturgeon is not an engineer. Thank you.
1: I ran full treaded rears and slick fronts. Yeah, I think that ain't working. No, that didn't work. So basically, I had no traction in the front. I had some traction in the back. My car was really terribly unbalanced, and uh, I was just trying to make the day. I was trying to make it last a day. So I'm not blaming my loss totally on that because it actually was kind of working. Okay. It made the car progressively hard to drive throughout the course of the time going. So Owen Vanderbeek was way faster than I was in the main. He was probably faster than I was in qualifying, but uh, he's a young kid. So a couple of mistakes here and there while I wasn't crashing at all. And when I did crash, I had enough lead where it wouldn't matter. But in the main dude, he had my number, totally had my number. Um, and just walked. Started to walk away from me, and then I made a mistake. And Dustin Hoset got around for second, and then uh, I was trying to catch Dustin, and then I got kind of dinged up in traffic. So Nick Pavel uh, got around for third. The funny thing is, is at the start, Nick Pavel drives this bright orange car, right? So you can really mm-hmm. see it on the track. So I started up front. I gunned it because I knew that Owen was going to be. Owen was gunning for me, man. He's like, I'm going to get you today. I'm a blah blah blah. So. I gunned it to make sure I, I, I didn't let anything happen at the start. And I see this orange car, get a jump on everybody and clean everybody out in the first corner. (laughs) And I thought, Oh, here we go. I got this. And then Owen got freed up and just tracked me down and just drove away. And uh, so, yeah, so Nick Pavel got third, uh, TJ Williams, fourth place with his TLR buggy. So he's getting better and better. Ronnie went, got fifth. Uh, Jason Erbel got sixth. Rod Case got seventh. Nick Sneven finished in eighth. And then I dropped out with 12 laps, finished ninth. Raven broke and Corey Tannehill didn't race. Hmm. So there would have been 11 cars in the main, but Corey said he was, he was leaving. And I'm like, oh, okay, well then I'll just put everybody in there and it won't matter. Yeah. So ah, just really didn't want to glue up any fresh tires for this yet. I had my Crescendo two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I'm Ooh. out of tires. Yeah.
0: got to order more.
1: So expert stock, Dustin Hosick was a big winner here. His car was fast all day. Brian Cox, Wade Gearing, Ashley McCormick, and Jackson Anderson were having an epic Gladiator duel in this one. I wish I would have taken video of it, but um, I wasn't able to. Uh, and in the end, Brian Cox um, finished second. Wade Garing finished third. So Ashley finished fourth. Jackson was fifth. Easton McCormick was sixth. I believe Easton was also right there for a while. Uh, Jerry Doherty, seventh, Jason Erbel, eighth, Max Doherty, ninth. And then, like I said, Corey wasn't there. So he, he's your 10th place finisher officially, but that mid pack there. And the funny thing is they were all running blue cars. so it was like, Oh, well, somebody with a blue car is going to get second. Yeah. (laughs) Mod two wheel drive again. Vanderbeek was there. So I'm not saying that he couldn't get beat by one of our local guys, but, but it's a pretty tall order when, when Alex is on and he was pretty yeah. on well, in this one. Yeah, so he Alex was only, is a local. Yeah, we can. Yeah, that's true. We consider him a local now. Um, yeah. So Vanderbeek, uh, 17 to six thirteen. He's the only gets, he was the only one to get 17 laps. Aiden Olson and Derek Wood were having a great battle up front. I was kind of, I could kind of see it out of the corner of my eye a little bit for a little while there. I got a really good start. And I was really patient and I thought maybe I'd be able to track him down, uh, to be in that battle for second and third, but it just didn't work out. I made a couple mistakes in that option line at the shank Saturday. It was crashing mm. a lot. Ken Peterson was kind of in no man's land. So Ken brought him and his kids up and, uh, uh did really well. He qualified six finished fourth and he was five seconds behind Aiden and Derek and he was, uh, eight seconds in front of me. I finished fifth. So I went from 10th to fifth Mac went from ninth to sixth. So we both moved up from the, from the bump. One of the reasons for that, Ethan Dallaire got totally host. Oh really? What happened? He was in fifth and he made a mistake in the option line as well. And I saw him upside down and I came up and I passed him. And then I saw this, this kid and here's the thing, which I try really hard to not have young kids, Marshall, any class other than Plexpec, mainly for this reason alone. But it was the end of the day, so we were really short on Marshall. So we were just kind of taking what we can get. However, this young man, I'd been have been watching him all day, and I was like, oh, he's actually doing pretty good. He wasn't being scared of the cars or anything like that. Well he went to go get Ethan and I think he flipped him and then he it was one of those times where you flip him but then he goes right back on his lid after you flip him. Like yeah. he got flipped on his lid again. And then like three more cars came. And the kid like backed up away from the car and then these three cars passed him and then he got marshalled again. So it was one of those deals. So he got kind of hosed, but he did come, he did pass, uh, I believe Ashton and Mitchell to at least get back to seventh from fifth. So he only lost two spots instead of three, I guess. Ashton Abdul came out to race two wheel mod. I had no idea that he had a two wheel. Did you? No, I didn't. Uh, where did he get it? It got me, but it's an associated. And he was driving really good. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to see him back running electric. I know he's a nitro head. I know mm-hmm. he would much rather prefer to race at eight scale. But uh, yeah. it was nice to see him come out and, and, you know, spend a whole day racing. And, dude, he was, he was rocking it, man. He was doing good. Mitchell Powell finished eighth. And Wade Gearing qualified fifth and finished 10th. But Wade Wade decided to run mod buggy today. Yeah, or, or it's Saturday. Saturday. I keep saying today, but it's Saturday. So that was great. And again, we had a really strong mod class. I'm so happy that w- that we have a mod class every week.
0: Yeah. No, I remember it was just me, you, and Derek. A lot of places don't. Yeah. You know. No, like like there's a lot of places in the country you never hear about. Like, oh, no, nobody nobody club races mod. OCRC doesn't usually have a mod class.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at their Friday night race results. I, I, I never see two wheel drive mod on, on there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I, f- I feel blessed that we have usually yeah. at least one big heat or two heats most of the time on a club race where we can actually race mod and, and race mod, like not just have two or three of us and, you know.
0: Yeah, no, it's like a it, real class. It's like a
1: real thing. So mm-hmm. um, we're very fortunate. And then finally we had an independent stock buggy. This one was crazy. So like I said, we were, we shouldn't have been short on marshals, but Owen wanted to announce and I'm like, all right, dude, you, you announce, good. You can have it. So I gave him the mic. I went out and corner marshaled this one. So I saw this one from the floor. Easton McCormick won it by nine thousandths of a second over Jackson Anderson. Really? Yeah. And, uh, Jackson Anderson had his hands full with Caden Peterson, uh, one of Ken's kids Mm -hmm. the whole race. Then it was uh, Brian Barton, Jerry Doherty in fifth, Jace Peterson sixth, TJ Williams seventh, Nick Sneath in eighth, Ronnie went ninth, Max Doherty was 10th, and then I squeezed in 11 cars. Rod borrowed a serpent car uh, from one of his buddies, and he was like, ah, I'm not going to race the main. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it saved us having to be main in an independent buggy. And yeah. uh, But dude, okay. So I was on the floor, and again, a bunch of blue cars were battling, and then traffic Traffic was heavy in this one. There was a lot of cars getting lapped. Jackson was trying to slice and dice through there. Uh, him and Caden got tangled up after the option line through the through the, that bendy corner. Mm-hmm. And Easton, who hadn't been called all race because Owen was watching, he was announcing the race while watching the race. He didn't. I don't yeah. think he looked at the computer once. So mm-hmm. he never even knew that Easton was there at all. So on the second to last lap, I kind of figured what was happening and, uh, and so did everybody else in the crowd kind of cause, cause, um, Ashley was there going, yeah, come on. Don't, don't quit. Don't quit. And, uh, Easton passed them both. And that lap, Owen was like, oh man, Jack's, oh man. He's like Jackson and, and, uh, and Caden running right together. And he looks at the computer and he goes, wait, what Easton McCormick, I don't know how he did it but he came from nowhere to have the lead. And so the last lap came down to Easton and Jackson and Jackson tried to bomb that, that jump. And that's how they finished. It was, uh, yeah. it was just like, that. So it was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was a good race. I mean, it, it, it was a good race. I, it, it, if I was in the booth, it probably, I would have called a lot more traffic to get out of the way. Yeah. Because there was no traffic call at all in this one. That's the one yeah. thing about me when I see, I don't, Generally, like handing off the mic, unless I can totally trust that 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 person's gonna not only maybe announce a good race, but also at least try to call traffic. That's why I don't I don't usually let Emerson do mains because he's always he doesn't like announcing. He used yeah. to, but now he's like, oh, fine. And he goes in there and then he doesn't announce anything. He just announces what's on the screen, right? Whereas yeah. if I do you, like you're running my thirteen-five race you know, mm-hmm. you do a good job of saying what's going on, but also doing, yeah. you know, saying, you know, calling lap traffic and stuff. Yeah, I try. So that's why I always feel weird. Like, um, like at a winter series when I'm last year, when I was racing Truggy or when Emerson was racing Truggy and I was pitting for him, you know, to mm-hmm. be a father son thing. I, I, I wanted to make sure that somebody was there that I could trust to run the computer. Yeah. And, you know, it was either Chris Catlett or you or Jay Fairchild, you know? Yeah. They, they mm-hmm. you know, those three, I, all I, good choices. Yeah. Those three, I know they're <laughs> going to do that. So I'm not saying Owen's not a good choice. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that he's, no. he hasn't, he didn't call any traffic in this one. <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, he'll get it next time. But I'm he sure. still made it exciting. He still made it awesome. So, yeah. So that's uh that's race results. Uh, we had a great club race. Um, we got two more left to go in August, and then our next summer series is right at the end. I want to talk real quick before before we get to questions. There's actually quite a few on here. I want to talk about our carpet schedule real quick. Sure. This year's Carpet Off-Road Syndicate is going to start October 10th, and it's going to be every available Saturday until January 2nd. But it's uh, October 10th, 17th, 24th. Halloween lands on the 31st on, on a Saturday. So I'm, we're not going to do a syndicate race that day. Oh, all right. Uh, because I want to be able to go trick or treat with Emerson. I don't have many of those left. He's 13. So (laughs) 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 I want him to get as many Reese's as possible.
2: That's, Mm -hmm. That's
1: my goal. Then, uh, November 7th, November 21st and November 28th. Um, the 14th will be our first techno series race for in November. So the seventh, twenty first, and twenty eighth. It's always a crapshoot as to whether or not we should uh we should we should race the weekend of Black Friday. Yeah. We're not gonna do Family Friday off road on the twenty seventh, but I but we need to get these races in. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and do it on the twenty eighth. Hopefully we have somebody working in the store besides me.
0: Yeah, I probably won't be there. So I have a very divided family. Yeah. So I got to go like, I get 10 Thanksgivings, 10 Christmases. Yep. It's really tough. So I don't know. I just assume I won't be there, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll get lucky and mm-hmm. I'll get the race on a race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then December
1: 12th, we'd usually take two weeks off around Christmas because we're mm-hmm. so incredibly busy that we just can't, we need as many people working in the store as possible. Yeah. So the 12th, it usually starts to ramp up around that week before or second week before Christmas last year, dude, we were busy nonstop after black Friday. It was crazy, but you still got to get these race dates in our last one will be January 2nd. I wasn't sure if I really wanted to do that or not. Uh, We're not going to race family Friday off road on new year's day, but we will race the syndicate on the second. That'll be our last one. Officially.
0: Okay. So you heard it here first. These are our dates.
1: These are our dates. October 10th, 17th, 24th, November 7th, 21st, 28th, December 12th and January 2nd. And then after that, the month of January is going to be a month of dirt. Yeah. So, yeah. So that'll be the, the official carpet off-road syndicate. There's going to be some dates available in February and March, and we're just going to do just single club races carpet offered syndicate dates. I will, I will try to post those online, uh, soon and I will try to get all of our flyers done. Cause I have the techno thing figured out. Techno sponsoring our, our series again, not sure about syndicate, how that's going to work. <sighs> we can't announce the February race. Jerry Doherty's on here just yet. Uh, mm-hmm. we're actually probably going to have it announced by the person who owns it on this podcast yeah. when it happens. So that'll be cool. Ooh, okay. Um, so yeah, that at least that's what I was told. So yeah you nice yeah uh, I will say the carpet crash in is gonna be february twenty seventh so that's our annual carpet big race, so that'll be on february twenty seventh so yeah, that'd be awesome, okay, hang on a second. It's starting to get warm so I gotta get this out of the way. It wouldn't be a hobbyplex podcast unless I open up a brand new kickstart, so
3: mm-hmm. Hey, pass me a kickstart.
1: almost ran out of breath on that one. Um, why don't we get to uh, some questions?
0: Hmm. hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: Do you have
3: one?
1: Trevor Paul. Sadly, I have to miss round four. Uh, I'd like to sneak in a club race before round five to butter up, uh, but have to butter up. Boss Lady, is there a schedule out for the carpet series? We just talked about that. Ooh, when will Team Associated make aluminum parts for a DR10? That is a good question, and one that I am not privy to.
0: Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, we have no idea. We what, what, I wonder what aluminum parts they want. Well, I
1: could see, I think Exotech just came out with uh, a steering rack.
0: Does it use the B6 style B, steering rack? B5 steering rack. Oh, B5? Mm-hmm. Well, they had a B5 yeah, aluminum steering rack. Yeah, but it's been, it's been
1: discontinued. Rack. Or it was discontinued. Oh, it's discontinued. Yeah. Oh, okay. I tried to order them for <laughs> some of the oval guys, some B5 steering racks, and mm. they were gone. So mm. I know Exotech just came out with with some stuff um, that I saw when I was in one of the A Main orders, looking through stuff. Did,
0: didn't J Concepts have that? They they had aluminum steering rack for that car. Yeah, yeah, they did. Maybe they still have some. Yeah, that'd be something. So yeah, other than that, Being, we're yeah. not cool
1: enough or high enough on any totem poles to answer that question.
0: Nah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to uh make anything up neither. So yeah. uh
1: Wade Garing's on here. He says um uh he's gonna dig out his old Kyosho Big Brute. Oh wow. That's I I a big brute. A shock body for it. That's gonna be hard. That old Kyosho yeah. stuff is 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 uh I've owned a couple of those and put them on eBay and gotten some pretty good coin for him, but uh parts for him. Uh, eBay's your friend. With uh, with that yeah. sort of thing, Jerry Doherty, uh, Another thing he said is uh, he wanted to remind us that Traxxas did used to have an RTR sledgehammer. Really? Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's kind of when I w- when I saw the name of that tire sledgehammer, I immediately thought, oh, they still own the rights to that name.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Do you remember the Traxxas monster buggy? Oh yeah, It had that chainsaw engine in it. Yep. We oh, had anyway. one way back in
1: two thousand five. The HobbyFlex had one for sale. Really? Yeah. One of my earliest racing memories was uh, being at um, Scranton RC Raceway in the beginner class down south of Topeka, Kansas. And one of the vehicles that would always be there to race in the beginner class was a Traxxas Sledgehammer.
3: That's
1: cool. It had eight shocks. What? Well, I I guess the T-Max has eight shocks. It had eight shocks and uh, had a chassis very similar to a Stampede. You could kind of think of it as a Stampede almost. It was the same size. Hmm. So. Maybe I'll bring in the ad one day. So Joel, uh, God, I'm gonna kill this guy's last name again. Uh, Florky. He wants to know, Oh man, this is the, the, this is the question that, that is always asked. Uh, how do you get sponsored? Just race
0: and don't worry about it. It'll happen go. if it happens.
1: Yeah. That's, that tends to be my, uh, my go-to answer for that. I tried it. I, it's not that I try to like, what's the word? Um, shift people away from, from wanting to be a sponsored driver. But a lot of times yeah. th- just from my own personal experience, uh, a lot of times that can a take the fun out of it, but also the chase to get sponsored can also take the fun out of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well race, because you like doing it, you know, don't race because you think you're going to get sponsored. That's the wrong way to do it. Right. Um. I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If it never does, it never does. But If you're doing it because you're trying to get sponsored, you're not going to have a good time, right? You're going
1: to get frustrated. If you do bad, it's going to, it's going to weigh on you big time.
0: I I raced for 15, maybe, maybe longer than that. Maybe longer than 15 years with no sponsorship or nothing.
1: I almost quit in 2003. I think it was Mm -hmm. maybe it was 2000. No, it was earlier than that. I almost quit because I had, Gone to all these races, spent a lot of money going to these races. I went to the Cactus Classic in 2000. I didn't do that bad. I made the A-Main in stock truck. I made the B-Main in stock buggy. I made the C-Main in mod four-wheel drive buggy. In 2001, I went to Florida Winter Champs, and I made the B-Main in mod truck, uh, the B-Main in stock truck, which don't ask me how that happened. And then I made the uh, A-Main, qualified 7th, in the A main of, of stock buggy, but I was battle. I was on TQ paces and really going for that TQ. It's just one bad round moved me from like second to like seventh. It was crazy how that happened. Yeah. But I did so well there that I remember Todd Hodge coming over and asked me for a setup sheet on what I was yeah. running on my car. And I was like, Oh mm-hmm. my God, Todd Hodge just came over and asked me for a setup yeah. sheet. And I'm like, this is, this is it. This is it. And then mm-hmm. uh, a couple months later, I turned my resume to, to Losey again and still got denied. And I'm like, Mm. what do I got to do? This is stupid. And so I, I sold everything I had, but my radio and my buddy told me to get an associated car, try start over. And that's what I did. And then from 2000, I think it was 2001 to 2004. I went in, I had a completely different mindset. I was trying to, I was racing RC cars to have fun at that point. I didn't really care. Mm -hmm. It wasn't on my, it wasn't a priority. Guess what happened? Got Mm -hmm. sponsored 2004. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I, uh, I'm definitely thankful for all the, the deals that I have, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong, but, um, I'd still be racing if I didn't have them, you know, I, I really enjoy doing this and helping people. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's, uh, you know, that they, they could be why I have the, the deals that I have and I'm thankful for them. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just enjoy racing. Yep. And the other thing is
1: we're not owed anything. Yeah, Like I see that a lot with, with, with people sometimes as they, they feel like they're owed something because they race this brand's RC car, that brand's RC car, or, you know, they use these motors. So they're, they're owed something. I don't think you're owed anything. I think you got to keep that in mind. Like none of these, none of these places owe you anything. You're, Mm -hmm. you you know, going with that mindset and just be a happy person and then see what happens from there. Like if you came to, if you came to the track and on a day where I was working on the track and you went out there and mowed down a, uh, a jump or something with a the tamper, then I owe you something.
0: <laughs> You're right.
1: You know, like that's, mm-hmm. that's when I owe you something. I'm like, dude, you can, right. you know, you get, you get a free race or two or whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I consider myself very fortunate, so there's uh Nicholas. God, another last name I'm going to I'm going to really suck at. Uh Petrazak? Maybe. Maybe. Uh what do I think of the Outcast 8s? I will let you know when we get one. We should be getting one very soon. And uh when I do that, that'll also be an unboxing that I'll have on the site. So I think we're going I th- I think we're getting them pretty soon. So I will definitely yeah. let you know. I think um it's weird how our <sighs> Industry has gone all these different directions with classes and sizes and, and, uh, you know, one tenth scale, one sixth scale, one fifth scale, one, one, you know, 124th scale. It seems yeah. like all scales are cool now, you know? Yeah. For a while, it was like everything was going small. Right. And then all of a sudden, everything was going big. And now it's just like, nah, here comes everything. <laughs>
0: there's a lot of, there's a lot of
1: markets. Yeah. You need goosebump tread tires. From Nick. Nicholas says, Alex, you need goosebump tread tires. Oh well, know. I don't know. Oh, well, he used to use goosebumps back when it was
0: outside. Goosebumps and uh, flip outs. Flip outs. Track grooved up. The loam was a little lower. He ran flip outs. Yep. Big loam. He ran goosebumps.
1: Jerry wants to know how uh, Will's coworker is doing after his accident.
0: Um, he's doing, uh, as about as well as he could be. I believe he just had the tube removed from his lungs to help him breathe from the collapsed lung. And so I believe he's talking, but, uh, I haven't, I won't be able to visit him right now, COVID and all, but, um, I was, I guess when I hear more, I can keep you guys updated, but it's going to be a long road, uh, physical therapy and recovery. So, yeah. I just hope he can walk again. He's not wheelchair ridden His a spine injury and his pelvis being broken is pretty big. Dang it. I worry
1: about Emerson sometimes when he's, uh, when we're out doing our bike and stuff, making a mistake and getting hurt really bad. Yeah. But I don't know. Can't let you stop. You can't let it the worry. Stop you from doing it. I guess.
0: i still ride. I still ride my scooter. Like, you know, you just can't live life in fear. You gotta, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people that choose not to, I, I enjoy, uh, what I do, you know, and I don't really, you know, I'm not out on major streets and stuff very often, but you know, anything can happen.
1: A couple more. We actually didn't get any questions or anything on our Facebook page. I posted it at like 4:45, So probably my yeah. fault. I should have done it a little bit earlier. You know, that's weird though sometimes because sometimes I'll post stuff and it'll reach like a couple hundred people within a matter of half hour. And Mm -hmm. then sometimes I post stuff and I'll look at it 20 minutes later and it'll say like two people reached. So I'm not sure how that works exactly. Timing is everything. I hope we're not like a, what's that called when they, uh, when they throttle you down so you don't get as many hits or whatever. Oh, throttle down. Did we, uh, we've never, we've never uh, pumped up Donald Trump on the show. Have we?
0: Mm, Definitely
1: not. So we should have, we should have at least, (laughs) we shouldn't have to worry about that. So, (laughs) (laughs) there's another one are you running five weight in your b61 or b62 but i'm not sure what he means by that five weight yeah
0: (laughs) well no i'm not running five weight i'm running 32 and a half uh chalk oil in the front and 30 weight in the rear you're running 30 weight in the back yeah huh one, seven pistons in the rear flat, and then one, six, one, seven split up front. I have a setup sheet posted on my Facebook page. Yeah. If you PM me or something, I could send, send it to you. My car works really well. I really like it. I had some of the, I had Aiden horn drive it. And he said it was maybe a little bit too locked in or too planted for his liking, but he thought it was pretty easy to drive. So
1: I tried moving the shocks out on the top of the tower on, uh, on Saturday. And didn't like it. I had to move it back to the middle hole.
0: You went uh, out farther, like yeah. the farthest out hole. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Mark
1: says, uh, love the podcast guys. Keep the great work. Love listening while on the road for work. That's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank Aww. you. Thank
1: you. Uh, Jerry already wants to know how he did with the kickstart. And he, so he sent me a video and the problem was, I'm going to be perfectly honest here, Jerry. I, I didn't get a chance to see all of it because I was out in the boonies yesterday, which I'm gonna talk about here in a minute. And I, uh, I didn't have very good reception, so I didn't get a chance to actually watch it. So I'll go back and I'll go back into messenger and watch it when I get a chance. Yeah. But Jerry brought two kickstarts for me for us uh, for Saturday and I, I took one of them and then I, I left the other one and then he brought it home and I was like, dude, you should totally try it. So I'll have to see, I'll have to see <laughs> but, what he did. He yeah. probably tried to do the sound, the, the, the gurgling sound on the microphone. Definitely. Hopefully. Uh, finally, uh, JF Kansas wants to know when Hobbyplex is going to be uh, no prep drag racing. The only problem is we it would have to be off site somewhere because our parking yeah. lots our parking lots beat up the street out front, which could be a good spot is now totally beat up after last winter.
0: Yeah, you know where we would be a really cool place to do it. Where the Lincoln On Road Track.
1: Yeah. Is there enough room though? Because these
0: guys need to slow down. They're,
1: they need a lot of space. I I don't know. It'd it'd be worth looking into. Yeah, that's true.
0: At least it's smooth enough. It'd be smooth and it'd be no prep. I mean, uh, it'd be a really good surface for it, but you'd have to talk to MRO and see what what you could work out. But I think that that would be a really cool location. Yeah, I agree. Uh, We are sponsoring
1: a real life, uh, drag racing on Anawa. Onawa's drag strip. And they're having okay. a, a couple of events coming up. And one of them is like a no prep thing where they're going to do on the concrete part of their, of their place. And, uh, so we got hooked up, uh, with that to be a, a sponsor. It looks like it's our banner is going to be up for the rest of the year. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then they're going to give us some space to set up like a booth or something and show off stuff. So I'm probably will get a dr 10 here at some point and we'll uh, we'll have some sort of hobby town rig set up for that
0: so that be, I'll, have, I'll have to do that too then yeah, you should come the, with me. That would, yeah that would be cool
1: but as far as like we can uh, have
0: like we could have like a remote podcast yeah, we could record well, we could we totally could <laughs> or at least like maybe a video i don't yeah. know That'd oh definitely
1: cool. a video trust me there'll be a video okay i went to a crawling event this weekend. I'm almost done with the video. The video is going to be up on, on um, tonight. I think at some point I'm going to get it all edited and strung together and everything. I went to a crawling event offsite. It was uh, in Murray, Nebraska. It's like, actually it wasn't even Murray, Nebraska. It was in this guy's property outside of Murray, Nebraska. So it's like 30 miles South of Omaha. Um, There was actual real rock. It's crazy how just a little bit South of Omaha and all of a sudden you're into real rock, but man, was it fun. And uh, I did really well in class two the maximum tire size is like 4.7 something something i got 4th out of like 37 trucks emerson got 6th that's awesome he wasn't 5th and then a judge turned in their score at the last minute and knocked ah. him, knocked him out of 5th <laughs> so he would have had this little 3d printed hardware and then the brand new axial scx103 that i did the uh the youtube video on uh which i'm pretty proud of actually and for doing a first time uh, build video with no, there's no frills. I got no editing software. I just string it together with my phone. I thought mm-hmm. I did a pretty good job on it. I won class three. That's awesome. And so class three, there is no max tire size. I think you can use, but there there is, and there isn't. It says no max tire size, but it's gotta be like, they can't go past like a, a line on the body. So you can't put yeah. like, you know, huge monster truck tires on it that go you know, it's got to look still somewhat realistic in scale. Yeah. I just took the tires off my enduro that I ran in class two slapped them on to, uh, to the axial truck and then went and did it. I thought I did terrible at first because, um, I caught like three gates, like right out of the get go. But -hmm. then the rest of the course, I kind of just kind of meandered through it. I used a, uh, a winch a few times and then, um, they had a time limit at this one. So at the events that we do at the Plex, there's no time limit some of the other events that I participated in also no time limit, but because they had so many people, they had to put a time limit on. So by the rules, what happens is, is if you can't finish by the time limit, you don't score you're done. Oh yeah. So there was like 11. So the time limit was 12 minutes and, uh, uh, it was 11 minutes. I said, how much time have I They're Like 11, you're at 1130 right now. I'm like, crap, I got 30 seconds. So I just, I just took the last two gates. Basically they just turn in a score and it ended up being good enough for the win in that one. It was freaking cool. Nice. So I was That's pretty, awesome. I was happy, dude. I want to do more of those. Mm-hmm. I was, I was going to try to go to Axial Fest this year and it just didn't work out. Um, Cause it would have been a last minute thing. But I think, I think next year there's an event in Ohio, K and K something, something, something. I wanted to go to that this year, but they canceled mm-hmm. it due to COVID. Yeah. They had this, uh, King of Missouri race or a uh, thing that I wanted to go to. I scheduled a summer series on top of it, not knowing. So mm-hmm. that sucks. So I can't go to that one. And then maybe next year I'll go to the Midwest axial fest. I don't yeah. know. So I really like crawling though. Crawling's a lot of fun. My family was pissed at me though, because uh, I told him, I said, look, this is going to be an all day thing, but we only run once. It's not like r- RC car racing where we run multiple times. I do yeah. one run and then that's it. Mm-hmm. So Gretchen wasn't going to go. And then while we were going to get, uh, kickstarts for the cooler, mm-hmm. she called me. She's like, I want to go. I'm like, really? Are you sure you want to go? So we turned around, picked her up, went to there. And then sure enough at about, they promised me no whining, but at about three thirty, the thing started at 11 at about three thirty, both of them started whining heavily. So it was time. It was time for us to go. You're like, you guys
0: promised. You guys broke (laughs) your
1: promise, man. So, but it still, it turned out to be fine. We got super sunburnt. I'm sunburnt. I got, I literally have a redneck.
0: Yeah. So Ding, ding,
1: ding, doo. (laughs) Guys, don't forget our, uh, our main sponsor, uh, Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. If you uh, get hooked up for a uh, home loan refinance and mention our show, you get a $500 lending credit or a 0. 0.125 off of your rate. You get to choose which one. So uh, if you're in the market for a house, definitely give them a call because they're local and uh, they'll get you, they'll get you going. Maybe one day I'll move to the country and I'll be, I'll be using pivot lending. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week to talk about race results, anything else that comes out and uh, any other thing that might happen. Right.
0: Yeah, anything and everything that could possibly happen. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll see you later. Yep, see you on the flip-flop!